listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemby with James Grande. It's the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here on Sunday evening for Monday's eight-game main slate. Uh, James, you will be on the playbook here, kicking off the week here. Eight games is, uh, again, sort of the top end of what we consider our sort of wheelhouse slates. But as you and I were talking about uh, before we went on, uh, this entire week is kind of in that wheelhouse. It's five to five to eight games, basically, uh, each day this week. Yeah, it's literally right in our wheelhouse, so... We're going to have a good week. Should be a fun one, as always. The NBA's heating up. Trade deadline right around the corner. All-star break right around the corner. I'm excited to get into another week, John. It's been a, it's been a good season so far, and it's going to continue to be a good one moving forward. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. And what's good news is we are actually even getting some of the injury news out of the way early for this slate as well. Obviously, we had guys ruled out earlier today. Uh, as we're recording here now, going into halftime of that 49ers-Rams game, we do even have some additional injury news coming out here. As things break throughout the throughout the uh, recording, we'll certainly uh, bring them up here. As But some of the notable names that are going to be out of the lineup here, SGA is going to be out for the Thunder. Uh, he's going to be missing uh, a few weeks dealing with an ankle sprain uh, that he's going to be going through. Uh, Jimmy Butler, after that triple-double the other night, he's in for Monday's game. Darren Fox is still questionable to play. Jonas Valanciunas still questionable to play after missing the last handful of games. Brandon Ingram continues to be questionable uh, dealing with his ankle injury. Uh, we have uh, Kyle Lowry once again ruled out for Monday's matchup there. So continues to be out of the lineup. Josh Hart questionable for Monday's game for New Orleans there. Uh, Draymond Green still going to be out. going to be seeing a specialist. Uh, so we'll see what happens with his status. Kevin Porter Jr. is uh, apparently out of protocols or he's in protocols one of the two he'll be questionable to play for this game goga as we know is questionable to play we got Otto porter is going to be ruled out for injury management marvin bagley has been ruled out for monday's game due to an ankle sprain there let's see what else do we have Corkmaz is questionable anybody else james that i'm missing notably did you mention i mean there's a bunch of questionable guys all the pelicans are questionable again right. oh, a lot of the heat jimmy butler is questionable from yeah i mentioned those today. guys so nobody nobody else of, of no. big name though so nope all righty so let's just jump into it we'll kick it off at the point guard spot we got steph curry at 11k going up against houston we got the night crawler our boy john morant here going up against philadelphia at 10-1 uh, and we have a Trey Young at 10K going up against Atlanta. That's our 10K and above tier. I, like, I don't know what to say about Steph. I don't know how you can play him right now. Just is what it is. Like, he's, uh, for whatever reason, his price is rising despite his terrible play. And I can, I mean, 27% from the floor last time out. It's, it is, it's been He's bad. getting the Houston bump is what he's getting. He's getting the Houston bump. Still don't care tournaments if you want to go there i just don't feel comfortable going there i'd rather play morant who continues to be great he just how can you hate on 34 actual that's what he did he didn't rebound like he has been he didn't notch assists like he has been i mean this is a guy who averages seven assists and six rebounds a game and he didn't do either regression positive regression on the way there for him 15 for 27 from the floor you know right yeah which has been par for the course lately so that's not something that we should expect to drop off either i love morant and trey for tournaments too like 10k probably a little too expensive i know he went off today going for 60 against the lakers 36 back to back, 12. Maybe a little bit worse in there. right right 
Yep. Another team on a back-to-back, Cleveland, uh, Darius Garland's at 91. Fred Van Vliet is at 87. Karis LeVert, if you want to throw in that grouping. CJ McCollum, if you want to throw in that grouping. Uh, kind of your 8-7. to seven K- Garland's a little too expensive for me. Van Vliet has a good matchup. 53 minutes in that overtime game is nuts. 22 shots. He didn't. He's shoot not shooting well. Yeah, he's not shooting well. So when the shot I, falls, I wonder if the volume of minutes is starting to just wear him down or not. It could. I mean, knee soreness was why he was sitting out, right? Like, makes you think that there has to be some correlation. Like Tibbs looks at the amount of numbers that Van Vliet's been playing lately, and he's like, I don't know, guys, maybe overworking them. I mean, pretty much. So, like, he's fine. I think it's a little too expensive, but I think it's a defense you can exploit in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah I agree. And then McCollum, not going to play Levert. I'm just, I, I don't think we can go there under under 9K or under 8K even. With Sabonis running point guard, essentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sabonis has been a monster passing the basketball. But McCollum, I think he's super safe. Like, the floor has been super nice now that he's in a good groove. Three straight games over 37 fantasy points. Three straight games over 20 act. Three straight games with four or more assists. And he, all the minutes, all the shot attempts. Down for CJM in whatever format you want. We saw with no no SGA, our boy. Josh Giddy here uh, the other night, 15, 10, 5, 38 fantasy points. He's going to have the ball in his hand, and, and without SGA, there's going to be a little bit more scoring upside potentially here from as well. Is 7,300 too expensive? I don't think so because, I mean, he just flashed the upside, and now we know SGA is out. I went to look, 23% usage without SGA this year, 1.08 fantasy points per minute. John leads the team. So... He's not the leader in usage, but he is the leader in fantasy points per minute with SGA off the floor this year. So I think it's definitely a spot we want to look at. We know Portland is not a great defensive team. We know they're on a back-to-back. And we know OKC is pretty good at keeping games competitive. Yeah, I, I could get behind some giddy here, 7,300 for sure. Sure. Uh, I mentioned McCollum. He's shooting guards, point guard eligible. Uh, Simons is now just point guard or eligible. Maybe he had been. I thought he had multiple position eligibility there for a little bit, but 7K for Simons? Yes, same boat. Continues to just be awesome. Yep, I agree with you there. Next grouping of guys, we have Maxi at 66. We have Tyler Hero at 62. And I guess we have Graham at 54. I'm not really in on Graham as much, so really just Maxi or Hero for me. And I guess Kevin Porter, if he's able to clear protocols. He went in on Friday, apparently, so we'll see if he's available, but I wouldn't mind KPJ right now either. Yeah, the Maxi thing, I, I don't love, and I liked it, and then Seth Curry returned. And sure, then Seth Curry point. played and yeah. kind of took a step back. KPJ, whatever, if he plays, right? Tournament's probably fine. Hero's interesting because he's been playing horribly. It's not like the minutes have taken a step back. It's not like the shot attempts have taken a step back. If Butler sits, we already know Lowry's out. I mean, it's definitely a great spot for hero we'll see what happens with butler we'll know uh that game 7 30 so we should have plenty i feel like spolster has been pretty good releasing his who's in and out before lineup lock yep uh, a couple bad games for reggie jackson there but he bounced back 27 minutes in a 25 point win against charlotte thoughts on him against the pacers here do we trust that like why do we think he played 16 19 and 21 minutes there against washington orlando miami i know the washington game i think it was Yep, it was. The, the, that the was crazy, a blowout game. Yeah, the crazy comeback. Yeah, but the, the other two comeback. games, like what, 19 and 21 minutes. And Bledsoe played, I think, like 27. Maybe he just, maybe Tyron Lue didn't like his effort. Maybe he just was thinking he's not being effective, which 
he's shooting 39% from the floor. It's not like he was, he was shooting one of nine, three of 11. Maybe it's just Tyron Lewis saying, yo, I need someone who's going to make shots. Right. And today he made shots. I like the price, but I can't, yeah. you can't trust the production right now, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like the price. I definitely love the matchup. Indiana has been a team we can attack lately. 29th in defensive rating over the last two weeks. They've been dreadful without Brogdon, without Miles Turner. I think that's like a clear sign of like why they're struggling defensively i'm willing to take a shot on jackson in tournaments wasn't fully deployed got a little limited because they won by 25 only had to play 27 minutes so i can get behind some rjacks here okay if ingram is out again naw 5200 isaac okoro just went to the locker room by the way for cleveland that, that's obviously i think you know he's one of their better defenders if he's out cleveland has the pelicans here yeah i guess the here's the thing the other night I played all the Pelicans, and I could tell you firsthand how frustrating it was because NAW missing all the shots. Garrett Temple was doing a lot of good things, and they ran with Garrett Temple and closed the game with him 35 minutes. It worries me a little that happens here. If NAW doesn't make shots early and Temple does, Temple closes the game. So in a tournament only... Also, he's 5,200. Like, we've been getting him sub-5K this whole time, right? It's a little it's a little tougher to get to, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with you there. Uh, the next two guys, then, I think for sure, then, right? We're looking at D'Anthony Melton, our our boy, getting, getting yep. some decent run finally. Yep. And then Gabe Vincent, we talk about, if he's just starting anyways with no Lowry. Right. He isn't very strong there. And then Davion Mitchell, assuming Fox is still out, yep. he's 4,900. Yeah, all three of them. I would honestly play all three of them. Um, I don't know the order I would use them in. Pro- Melton probably is best for tournaments. We know his upside. I mean, he took 18 freaking shots the other night. And he, at one point, he was like five for nine. I, he just missed like ten, nine, ten straight shots. I could definitely get behind all three of them, barring if could I is this bold? Vincent would be my favorite of the bunch if Butler sits. Is yeah. that too bold? No, I don't think so. Don't because think I mean so. he's going to take he's gonna get a massive workload. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Melton's just such a high fancy point for minute. He is. He really is. He really is. I wrote up Jalen Green the other day when Porter was out. He played thirty three minutes against Portland. He had 32 fantasy points. He's 4,700. He had five assists in that game. You know, any interest in Jalen Green here if KBJ sits against Houston? I mean, he sits against Golden State? Sure. In tournaments. And you know what? They've been giving him some blowout run, too. Like, he played 30-plus in the last two games, and they, they lost by 15-plus in each of them. Now you have to kind of feel good about his prospects being on the court definitely tournaments only all you gotta do is look at his box score to tell you how low the floor is the last guy i'll mention here uh, and i guess we should see what's going on actually in the game right now what do we have what do we have for rondo today rondo currently in the fourth quarter has only played 13 minutes three four minute run in here right yeah, I mean, he could definitely... Let's see if he's on the floor right now. He is actually on the floor. He started the fourth quarter. He's playing with Garland, by the way. So they're okay. comfortable, which shouldn't really shock us because we've seen Garland play off the ball plenty, right? We've right. seen it. But it is worth mentioning, John, you just said Isaac Okoro to the locker room, and who's sure. to say they don't play him and Garland a lot tomorrow together? Right, so we'll see what happens with Okoro, if he's hurt or whatnot moving forward, but... Uh, Rondo's min price. He's still 3K. So, played 20 minutes the other night against Milwaukee. He had 16 fantasy points. 
played 18 against the Knicks. He had 19. Again, at 3K, 5X is the 16 and a half, right? We're not sure. really, we, we want more than that, but he also had three straight games of giving us 20 plus. So right. we know it's in his bag. We know he's capable of doing it. Maybe this being a back-to-back is something to watch as well. He did play back-to-backs against Golden State and Sacramento though already with Cleveland. So I don't think it's too much of a trouble, but something to pay attention to if you're looking for a dart throw, a 3K Rondo, I don't know what could go wrong to, to look at there. Shooting guard. James. Jalen Brown is our top priced shooting guard at $8,800 coming off of a 31 actual point game. Before that, he had three straight games of double digit, double doubles rather, pulling down 10, 10, and 12 rebounds to go at 18, 30, and 26 points. They have Miami here. Any thoughts on an 8,800 Jalen Brown? Yeah, I think it's a good price. Look, I'm not, like, it's not my favorite play, but I think it's a very, like, it's a very fair price point like it's just i'm cool with it okay uh, they removed halliburton's point guard eligibility he's now he's shooting guard only yeah he uh, was that was the first time happened the other night and i it kind of shocked me because i wasn't expecting it because right, he's playing point guard without fox so right. now they decide to take it away also the fact that he like leads their team in assists anyways eighty five hundred dollars going up against the knicks stuff no fox i imagine people will be point chasing here but it's also a really good matchup against the knicks yeah, I guess the only downside is how slow this game could be played. Like the pace of this game could be played at because the Knicks have been like so painfully slow. Mm-hmm. That's I would say that's my only drawback. But I mean, we just saw him score 38 actual. So like against um, the Sixers. So I'm not going to fall like for wanting to play him at all. I agree with you there. Going down the list, come guys we've already talked about here with McCollum, Giddy. We we like Josh Hart, obviously, if he's available. We talked McCollum already. We've talked Hero, Desmond Bain, 6100. Sure, kind of like taking a step back in since returning from COVID in terms of like Morant's just on a different level. 61 feels fine. It feels like he's correctly priced. I don't feel like there's an edge there. Clay at 6K. Same, I was gonna 61? say same for. Same for Clay, right? It's probably there's no edge there. The well, shots starting to I fall. I would say the edge is that he has played three straight games at this current minutes tier. So there's a so there's a potential like two three minute bump here. I think there's a potential because look at it 20 20 21 then 23 22 23 26 27 27. He could get to 30 minutes in this game. If he gets to if we hear that there's another minutes bump, I'm completely down because the shots the the shots starting to fall too. We haven't really gotten word about minutes bumps though, right? We've just seen it happen. We haven't just, they haven't told us that's ahead true. Of time. That's fair. So, I mean, I, I'm pl- sort of playing Clay on the assumption that he'll be playing 30 plus sooner rather than later, and he's not a 6K player. He's a 7500 yeah, 8K a, player. Especially, uh, your only worry would be. That Golden State comes out here, goes up 40 on Houston early, and then they, they sit him in the second half or whatever. Or he doesn't play the fourth at all. Very much potential here. Do we have a spread on this game, James? No, the only spread, actually, a couple. No, we have nothing. Okay. Yeah, something to pay attention to. I'm sure they're waiting on KBJ and, and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. But yeah, it's Golden. It's Houston. It's a really good matchup for him. I don't mind the 6K. You know what? Oh, we were wrong on Gary Trent the other night. I apologize. So wrong. So apologize wrong. to the member of our family community there in Discord. Generally, Gary Trent with a fully healthy roster has been meh, mediocre. Uh, he's been good. He hasn't been great. 33, five steals. <laughs> I mean, he played 56 minutes. That helps that it was a triple overtime game. But I mean, he was having a good game all game. So uh, hat tip to Gary Trent. Our, what do we believe then? All year long when they've had the healthy starting five, 
he's sort of been <laughs> an average play. But, yeah. you know, what do we do here? Because we've seen tired legs maybe on, on Fred Van Vliet and things like that. Do we like Gary Trent here? It's a good matchup. Yep. I'll say that. Um, 21, 22, 28 shots. And I know one, two of those games were without Van Vliet and two of those games were without Scotty Barnes. But, you know, hard to over just overlook the shot attempts right now. Hard to overlook the production. So generally... I wouldn't like this price, but I think we just have to roll with recent production and recent production and recent history tells us that it's a good play. I agree. Luke Kennard or Amir Coffey, which clipper are we going? Kennard's actually been had a double, pretty double. freaking, yeah, he's been pretty freaking good, man. I guess the thing to watch is they got Marcus Morris back. He really has been playing back-to-backs, right? But Toom sat today. Sure. So like, how does this shake out for... How does this shake out for the Clippers? If they're fully healthy, if Batum plays, Morris plays, does Kennard take, like, they have to get this guy minutes the way he's playing, right? You would think, at least. I don't know. I'm just trying to think it through. Is Kennard going to be impacted at all by a fully healthy team? We might not need to worry about it because Coffey could be worried. He could be limited. He could be impacted by it as well. I I guess we'll see. It's a fine... It's. I think they're both fine because Indiana's a really bad defensive team. But I mean, Coffee's been starting, so Coffee's been starting. But it's not like it's not like Kennard hasn't been playing, equaling his minutes coming off the bench. Kennard's been playing a ton of minutes off the bench. I mean, twenty-eight per game over his last six. How, who knows how much he actually plays today if it's not a blowout, right? So, True. um, just throwing it out there. I think they're both in play. Uh, I think they're both fine. Okay. Just an update here. Okoro just re-entered the game. Rondo taken yeah. out. That's part of a three three subs came in. He was part of it. So Rondo, only 15 minutes played tonight. Uh, maybe because it's a back-to-back. Maybe because that's the sure. role he's playing. Who knows? Uh, they're up seven right now on Detroit. Seven minutes ago in the uh, fourth quarter there. All right. Under 5K shooting guards. And obviously we've talked about a few. Uh, liking D'Anthony Melton. Liking Davion Mitchell at point guard. Talking Jalen Green. Duggan Robinson minutes. Only 20 the other day in that game against <laughs> in the triple overtime game. Right? So like uh, oh 0 for 5 shooting. Not a good fantasy performance out of him. But he had been solid before. If Butler sits, do you have interest in Duncan Robinson here? They paid this guy so much money to to do what to do what threes it's like it's like the davis bertans contract right like washington paid bertans off a good year and then bertans is basically eating the bench he's not even playing yeah i don't know what to say like i'd almost rather play max truss who again he didn't it's not like he played well what about john concher if uh well zion williams sure okay zaire off the injury report so he'll be back Contra could be in play either way, but he definitely benefited 33 minutes. He definitely benefited from, from Zaire being out. Okay. Any other value guys down here? Let me ask, does Aaron Wiggins start with no SGA? Probably. I was thinking Trey Mann. They started him Friday, Trey Mann. They, he played 26 minutes. He wasn't great. But he also wasn't terrible. I mean, he gave us 17.5 or 17.7 fantasy points, which is decent at his price, right? He's... 3,200, so he got you there. So they started him in the second half, or when do they start him? They started him, it said, is starting Friday's game against the Pacers. Andrew Wiggins will, or Aaron Wiggins will come off the bench. So they started, man, right, at next to SGA, right? So now that SGA is out, do you think that they go with Aaron Wiggins here? They could. I, yeah, they could. I mean, he's been a familiar, he's been a familiar name in the starting lineup. I think both those guys are probably in play. And Who, has SGA been out yet this year? I feel like he has. I can find out. 
Was it, was it like a Ty Jerome game or something like that? It was a Ty Jerome game. Yep, 100% it was a Ty Jerome game. I'm going to just confirm it, but I remember there was a Ty Jerome. So we've had, we have a pretty good sample. Right. The last game was on January 1st. January 2nd, rather. Sorry. We saw a starting lineup, and this was obviously, there was, sheesh. Starting lineup consisted of Ty Jerome, Aaron Wiggins, Josh Giddy, Pokashevsky, and Isaiah Roby. That so was they were, their outdoor, they were without Dort at that time as well. They were without Dort as well. The game prior, two games prior, they played Phoenix. Dort was healthy, but there was no Giddy. Wiggins and Jerome both started in that game. Ty Jerome had 24. Wiggins had 22, actual. Earlier in the year, they lost by 73, the biggest loss in NBA history right. when SGA was out. And they started Mann, Jerome, Dort, Robinson Earl and Darius Bass. I so I can see I can see a scenario of it being where they move Dort down, they start Basley, they start whoever their center is, and they play, they play Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to watch. Do you think they start Jerome? Do you think they would start Jerome over So here's the thing too. We might know, John. The late night hammer, eight PM. Yeah. 8 p.m. Every game is between 7 and 8 p.m., which is kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. Uh, Ty Jerome without SGA on the floor this year, 24.6% usage rate. What is Ty Jerome? Do we have a... He's only shooting guard. 3K? Which is new. 33. He's okay. So, man, just for, for pricing here, if you're not keeping track at home, Trey Mann, 35. Aaron Wiggins, 34. Ty Jerome, 33. So All- here's what you do. You build your lineup with Trey Mann... And then you pivot to whoever pivot. starts. Yep, you, correct. Great idea. And the reason, just throwing this out there, the reason that John said that is because he is the most expensive. So if you build with the least expensive and you don't have 200 extra dollars, you can't pivot. Right. So always with, put in the most expensive value guy and then pivot to the cheaper one. So. Yeah, just in case anyone was wondering why he said that is why. John, is a great yeah. point. Yeah. It also helps that they're all the same position too, which is nice. It does. Uh, it does. So you could whatever you want, shooting guard, util, whatever. Wherever but you want. Be wary of that. Don't put Trey Mann in like your point guard spot. Correct. Because then you can't pivot. So like, Correct. So either shooting guard or guard or utility. Or know? util. Yep. Yeah, you know, don't, don't don't be doing that. Anything else? Because then you then you get yourself stuck. All right, good good to flush that uh, those uh one of those three are going to be starting if not two. In terms of usage rate, surprisingly, Aaron Wiggins not very not a very high usage rate player or fantasy point per minute player without SGA on the floor. But we've seen like good games out of him, so the numbers are confusing a little bit to me. Dude, Dort is your highest usage rate player at twenty six point nine percent. You mentioned already, Giddy is the highest fantasy point per minute player. At 1.08, something something to at least pay attention to there. But whomever starts is the direction that I would go. I'm going to lean Ty Jerome starting because Probably. he is SGA they consider to be their point guard. And Jerome's the point guard there. I would probably lean that direction. All right, small forward. They have Tatum, 10-6. They got Butler at 8-9. If Butler, again, I said this the other day, if Butler's active, I like Butler a lot. OG Ananobi is at $7,400. Uh, RJ is at 71 Definitely have interest in, in tournaments specifically, especially if there's no the Butler. Yeah, but you know, the reason we talk tournaments only is because that Atlanta game. It's if he's ten six and he goes thirty eight, you're dead. Like you could just close up shop, not worry about the rest of your life. I'm starting to wonder if there's like a trend with Tatum, and I haven't dove too deeply into it. But like 
bad losses by the Celtics where Tatum is sort of the, he just like balls out the next game. He responds. Yeah. That's, you look at Charlotte, he played 35 minutes. He had 12 points. They lost Portland. They, they blew that lead at the end. He had a good game. And then he goes up against Washington and dumps 80 fantasy points on people, right? 51 actual. Yeah, 51 actual, like, t- after tough games, does he just respond with big performances? So something to maybe look at a little bit, because he does, he gets hammered hard in this town criticism, because he's supposed to be the number one player. So when you lose games and you're a 500 team, a lot of people wonder if he's the one to blame. So, you know, you, you had that loss against Atlanta, where he's like, how are you losing to Atlanta? Uh, and then right. he bounces back with 38 actual and blows up uh, the Pelicans. Something to watch there, but he's, I mean, 10 6, such a, it's a price. That's it's, a t- it's tough to get to. No, it's 100% tough to get to, but like you mentioned, three of the last four, he's getting us there. Mm-hmm. Like he's, and there aren't uh, many top spend ups. There's one top spend up. His name is Joel Embiid. We'll touch upon that shortly. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and I would say Morant right now, sure. current form, probably fits into that um, mold, but generally you're right. And Savonis, honestly, under 10K, right? But. I largely agree that there's not a lot of top spend-ups. I do, and I again, Butler's 82 aided by three overtimes. Completely understand that. I also understand that, like, under 9K, no Kyle Lowry. I'm in if he's yeah, in. That's like a commandment. OG, he's been really good, and we both like OG a lot. And I think he's in play. The price is getting up there. But three straight games of 42 or more fantasy points, four straight of 38 or more. And then RJ... Great matchup, uh, and especially with Julius Randle getting so much criticism right now in New York. Like, he is getting torched by New York media. He didn't help his teammate up after a hustle play yesterday. He looked right at him, just walked away, Obi Toppin, and they're questioning his leadership. Like, a whole bunch of just bad things going his way. I think Barrett is in a pretty good spot, and I don't think a lot of people are going to play him at this price. Yeah, I don't think many people are going to look at him either, but he's due for a blow-up game here. I'm in. We talked Hart already. Barnes is fine, I think, as well. All these Toronto guys, they just play so many minutes that yeah. like they're pretty much all kind in of in play. play. Yeah, they're just in play, right. Uh, Norm, 6,400. Yeah, he's super consistent. Yeah, it's, um, it's too bad the Covington's back because we talked about it like they sort of needed him to do more when those guys are out Covington back are just four rebounds one assist nothing else really so he's back to maybe being a little bit just pure scoring but he's consistent like you said probably a good cash game guy yeah good cash game guy and I want to ask you I don't know if you skipped over him on purpose but do you think Wiggins is in play yeah. or do you think like it's, he was matchup, I, would, I would when this spread comes out would it shock you if it's like 12 no I would be surprised if it was like 15 Right. The the thing is, like, what is... I saw Christian Wood, I think, practice phase off the injury report. Okay. So, they're obviously waiting for KPJ. But it really wouldn't shock me if it was, like, super... Do they play... Let's see. Golden State, they do, back-to-back. However. So, so, here we go. They play Tuesday against San Antonio. Like, why would they waste their bullets against Houston there, right? Which is why you see Otto sitting. We know Iguodala is sitting. Like, it would shock you if at 12 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, it's like Clay Thompson questionable. No, I don't think we would even get the questionable. I think we would just know. Right. I think they would just tell us, like, Clay will sit Monday and play Tuesday. Right. Because Kerr's been doing that. He's just been like, okay, he's going to play this game and sit the next one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll find out. I don't think he's going to play both, but he they play Tuesday in San Antonio. So they're staying in Texas. They're going from Houston to San Antonio. But still, back-to-back road games. 
If Clay sits, I am really in on Wiggins. Yeah. And I'd be in on Jordan Poole, who we didn't, we didn't really discuss. Hundred percent. He's been and he's been very good. He's yep. been very good. Um, Give him his flowers. Who plays for Otto? The cum bucket? Okay. I no, and that's that's, yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. Now I thought he was gonna get a bump. I thought he was gonna get a bump with Bielitsa out. That's the problem. And he didn't. So I he mean, just went to the doghouse after getting that tech. He right? really did. He literally went in the doghouse. They played who did they even play? They just played their they played a small lineup. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking because they played pool twenty seven minutes. Clay played twenty seven minutes. What did Gary Payton play? Nineteen minutes. Damian Lee only played fourteen. Kamingo only played ten. Toscano Anderson only played eleven. And they played Looney thirty. Yeah. So they just went small. Which they could do against Houston again. Yeah. So do, we might not even need to, but they did have Otto Porter. What do you think? I mean, it's Damian. I mean, it, it has to be Kaminga. It has to be Kaminga. Unless yeah. he's really in the doghouse, they play JTA. It's got to be. You got to be down bad if you're getting. Dude, Lance Stevenson's gotten under people's skins his whole career. <laughs> you got Kaminga sure? to get a tech, and they basically took him off the floor, and they haven't started him since. So you're not wrong. You're not. I don't know. I got nothing there. You're not wrong. All right, so we got there. We've talked Lou Dort, highest usage rate without SGA, I think, against Portland. He's going to be probably chalk at 6K. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at it. He's going to take 27 shots, right? Like We've seen it. Yeah. Right, we've seen it. Right, we've seen it. Um, it's just what he It's just what he does. Uh, so Dort at 6K is fine here. Anybody else that, uh, under this group, I guess, in this 5K range? Um, Not playing the Hawks guys right now. They've just been bad. You played Kyle Anderson 23 minutes in that game? Yeah, I mean, could be good. I mean, it could be a good play. There's still no, there's still no Dylan Brooks, so could be fine. Garrison Matthews played 36 minutes, Sean. I think that's a route we look at if KBJ sits. Sure. He started that game. Okay. So 4200, just as a someone who spreads the floor. If the Pelicans are out again, Garrett Temple under 4K. He was 4200, got 25 fantasy points, and they said, you know what? Here's a nice price reduction. If he were to start again, like, obviously not exciting, but you can do it. I think that's it, though. I, yeah. I don't see... I don't yeah, see there's nothing else. There's nothing here for me, either. Accord did get back in that game, by the way. I think it's... I you did. You did. You said it. Rondo, 19 minutes. They just took him out. Detroit came all the way back and won that game. So the, oh. the up, up 10 now, 26 seconds off. But we got 20 minutes out of Rondo. Just to put that, close not the pin. That's not just bad. To close the, just to close the pin there. All right, power forward, Sabonis at 98, as you mentioned. A great spot, Clippers yep. matchup for him. 29 minutes, they lost by 30 against Dallas, but he had 54 fantasy points in that game. 21, 15, and 8. 71 fantasy points against OKC in his return game. We kind of called the revenge narrative there, but he triple-doubled. Uh, he's almost got a triple-double now in three straight. Obviously, he's two assists shy against Dallas, but Clippers are bad, so I don't think this is going to be a game where it gets blown <laughs> out. So... Uh, yeah, Sabonis at 98, cheaper than he was the other day by 100 bucks. Gotta, gotta really take a look at him. They're not good. Uh, yeah, I no, saw, no. I saw an article the other day that says Paul George might not even come back this year. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how they're trending. They're not really trending in the right direction. I mean, they have won two games in a row, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of my favorite spend ups of the slate, which obviously means he's gonna, he's gonna flop miserably because we're both. On him, this happens every single time we think Sabonis is in a good spot. So everyone else tread lightly, but John and I both liked him on Sabonis here. Yep, I agree. You've talked about him, how bad it's been. You you know, he still played a lot of minutes, though. Randall against Sacramento? I'm out. I'm out. I, I honestly think it's only a matter of time before 
we're seeing less Randall on the floor. Okay. If the effort's been terrible, the camaraderie has been terrible, nothing going well for, for Randall right here. So I'm not interested in him at all. Okay. How are you approaching this uh, Tobias Harris versus Jaron Jackson matchup? Jaron Jackson is an absolute insane person defensively right now. Yeah, the back-to-back six-block games. <laughs> yeah. If you go down further, it's four of five or five of six with at least four. The we just know what can happen. We know Tobias is very skilled offensively, and we know what that means for Jaron Jaron Jackson defensively. That means. It could be foul trouble within two minutes. So if you want to play him, sure. But it's tournaments only, and don't you dare play him in cash games. Robert Covington at five fifty six hundred dollars Eh, nothing exciting about it, but you, you can... They have no one else in the front court. Yeah. What about Harry Barnes lately? No Bagley. He's been, he's been good. I want De'Aaron Fox to be out. I think it is largely due to De'Aaron Fox being out. So I, that's... I like it, but I want Darren Fox to be out. Like, I don't hate Jay Sean Tate for tournaments. It's just, like, seemingly capped minutes-wise. We would play Herbert Jones, depending on who's in and who's out for New Orleans at 51. Would you play Kaminga if he starts at 4K? Yeah, has to start. Has to start or have to play him in a game script scenario. Because if you can, if you want to play that narrative that he's going to, they're going to blow the Rockets out. And he, we know he just scored 22 actual in 19 minutes the other day. 18 minutes. So we know the upside's there. So if you want to predict a blowout, sure. But that's really, it's either he's starting or you're literally playing him for a blowout. I do want to say, I've been kind of playing P.J. Tucker. And I know, like, I've been, like, anti-P.J. Tucker since the start of, since the inception of us <laughs> starting this podcast. But it's kind of been good. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty good lately. He's scoring. He's scoring like he's like it's pretty good. He's been pretty good. I don't know what to say. He's just kind of been good. Another guy that's been pretty good lately is Joel Embiid. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. He does some good things. Uh, didn't come through for us. Sad to say, in the first half, fell just short. He took ten free. He made ten of twelve free throws. You should start half. doing, John. You should start playing second half, Joel. I mean, it was all working, <laughs> but he went one of five shooting, ten of twelve from the line. We just missed. I think it was by like three points. We missed his over in the first half the other day. Uh, big sad. And then he, he got angry uh, when he found out that he missed his first half <laughs> over uh, and went ballistic in the second half against Sacramento and finished with 62. So, Joe against Memphis, Steven Adams, what are your thoughts? I, it does not matter the matchup. Okay. Right? I mean, he's had some tough matchups. It just hasn't, it just doesn't matter right now. He's a man on a mission. Uh, Siakam, Christian Wood, Yusuf Nurkic, the next group. Siakam's a little too pricey for me with everyone healthy. Christian Wood is probably a little too healthy again, or a little too expen, a little too expensive against Golden State, and I think Nurkic is priced appropriately. But everyone's healthy, and I think the scoring is gonna. I mean, it's a smash spot for him. Thunder or terrible. It is a great, it is a great spot. Yeah, Nurkic is my favorite of the three. Group down from there, you have Jared Allen against potentially no Valanciunas, Bam against Boston, uh, Time Lord. Coming off a huge game there, but obviously kind of a, an interesting matchup that he's going to have himself. I think Bam has a chance to have a really big rebounding game again, just with how many shots Tatum and Brown take and True. potentially miss. So I I do Bam quite a bit. 
nobody's playing him right now either. Like he's just underowned seemingly. I keep playing him. He was the cover of the playbook the other day. <laughs> Same. I yeah. I mean, I'm definitely playing him. Um, I was just upset that he only had 14 points in three overtimes. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely tilting, especially if you took him in the prize pick or something. He had over 15 and a half. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would have been that would have been tough. I mean, there's no Butler. Like potentially, if there's no Butler, the offense is going to run through Bam Adebayo too. So. He would be my favorite of the group. I think you could definitely play Allen with no Valanciunas if he doesn't play. And Rob Williams is obviously the tournament play there. Uh, there's mm-hmm. up, there's up. I agree. Where's your next group of centers? What are you looking at? I wish I just wish Capella would play more. They're just yeah. not playing. Hurting Goat. I, if- I mean, he's faced Jokic. He faced Jokic and Embiid and stayed out of foul trouble in both those games. You know, and went 46 and 51 fantasy points. So... I know what you're saying. Time Lord ate his lunch. Time Lord definitely. Time Lord. Time Lord definitely ate his lunch. But I'm just saying he's proving that he can go up against really anyone on this at the center position as long as he stays out of foul trouble. He's just very skilled offensively. Rashawn Holmes against the Knicks. Yep. 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 Continues to go back. Thirty minutes. Like I've been saying, the minutes are up. So. Yeah, um, he just needs. He's too cheap. He's a six K center. So. Yeah, he's a six K center. I'm liking there. No Bagley helps as well. I think the minutes for him. Would you play Looney? The I mean, the rebounds are great. There's maybe some scoring upside for him in this matchup. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You don't have to actually. I I scratch that. Rashawn Holmes is 5K. I'd rather play Holmes over Looney. So yeah, just knowing that like Rashawn Holmes actually does shoot the basketball at yeah. times. Yeah, I'd, I'd lean Holmes. All right. Anybody else here? Any other centers? For you? No, I was trying to see. I guess we like. I was trying to see what they would do without Metu, but or without uh, Bagley. And I was thinking Metu, but they could just play small with Harry B. So. Yeah, I mean Metu is out. I mean Metu's back and Bagley's out, so we could see Metu start at power forward. If that yeah. happens, would you have interest? Yeah, I, yeah, I would, but only if he was starting, because they could also just again, like they could just run small and run something. We'll we'll see, but. Yeah, if Metsu started, I would have some interest for sure. All righty. Any final thoughts here before you wrap this one up, James? No, I'm just ready for another uh, good week here at FA. Yeah, definitely be on the lookout for everything we got going on. James on the playbook, like he, he said, I'll be on the Value Vault. We'll have all the content out for you, everybody. You can get us on Discord and on Twitter. 